Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates to speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. 26 with Doc Bay in Kuwait. You gotta change that. What up, everybody out there in War Room Nation? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brother, Jimmy the Blueprint. B. Austin is slated to join us a little bit later, but we hope everyone has digested last week's gorge session, thrown away any leftovers that weren't eaten by what? Saturday, shout out to the homie Plies, um, but it's time to get into the craziness that was this past week in sports, so keep it locked right here for all of the tea happening in the world of sports, and to get in on the conversation, make sure you sign sign in right now to the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, uh, shout out to Neil, I see you already in there, salute, um, you can also call us directly in about 15 minutes after we gamble with Gus. Um, that's when we open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline at numbers 323-410-0012. Before we get started, as usual, we want to make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air, you check out archive episodes of our show at warroomsports.com, the Warroom Sports mobile app, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google, wherever the hell you listen to podcasts, man, we are sure to be there. Salute! What up, Jim? What's going on, man? Uh, B. Austin in the house as well. What's up, fellas? How's the week so far? What's cracking, man? man. What should I say? Y'all, y'all settle down after hell cracking. day? Eat day? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was definitely uh, testing major PVC um, as a result of, of, of hell day. And, uh, man, really excited with some of the things going on. We, we may be uh, working with a new sponsor. Uh, I met with a potential sponsor today that 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 loves the content and programming, and so keep an eye out for that, listeners. We're about to do some Damn, big things. Why you gonna bring on the show though? Money, 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 money! money. <laughs> more, 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 more cutting side, more cutting side bills like a uh, you know what I mean? Peruvian. <laughs> yeah, he said he cutting side bills with the Peruvian. They're gonna bring it on, bring it on to the air. Like, yo, yeah, we got new deals. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and, and then I followed up with the money, money, money. So they probably listening like, oh, never mind. Yo, be off the pipe, tied us to a deal with some Malaysian terrorists or something. We don't even know. <laughs> as long as they got that money, um, nah, we, we probably we probably follow up with New Balance. You, you we rocking with New Balance or what? <laughs> yo. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a little while. What's wrong with y'all, man? man? But look, man, I'm going to update you on something. I got to update you on something real quick before we get started. You know, I made an announcement a few weeks ago that I might be leaving the show. Um, got to tell my brothers that I won't be leaving the show. Um, come to turn out, uh, turns out that I'm not a superhero. Um, <laughs> I took the 
dealership today and there was just like a loose battery terminal or whatever. So it was, you know, when it was loose, everything, the electric, all of that stuff shut down and the spot that I touched kind of nudged it just enough to reset. So I'm, I'm not black lightning. Um, I'm going to have to stay here at my day job. I won't be saving anybody. Um, hopefully I can be a superhero to my children. It sounds like a, uh, one of them speeches yo, where you did something wrong. I just Hopefully moving forward, I can I be just a superhero hope, to my children, but I, I won't yo, be saving just, the world. I just, you, I just hope you don't fight as this as Black Lightning do on a TV show. My man be like swinging punches in his <laughs> yeah. arms on your move. Like, yo, you're the worst fighter. In you're the yo. worst superhero fighter there is, B. Ain't that a more Like a superhero with bad fight scenes. It's kind of like yo, one no of my hands. favorite new shows. Um, All American. Great show about football, but the the, the the actual football scenes, yeah. They leave a little to the imagination. Duh. Man, but shout you, out to you, you know, see. We, we actually we actually, you know, got some some people involved in that. Um, shout out to one of our homies, John Carroll, because his wife is actually a writer, producer, showrunner, you know, the person uh that gets all American done and gets it out to the people. Um, so yeah, shout out to them. Show. It is a great but show. Yo, Love that show. That's they dope, they should stop show, playing yo, football. You got you gotta <laughs> you gotta watch family business. You gotta watch family business on BET, yo, because this is like a uh, a business gangster family type show. But the action scenes might yeah, be the worst action scenes I've ever seen. Yo, I've ever seen <laughs> on anything. Like how you yo, gonna I have think a everybody show when like they be. I think today in, in, in TV, but the gun, like everybody's so like. They're so good with the writing of their shows, like they just everything else, like they're like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yo, the Fight drama be the drama be getting you there, and then they go to pull the gun out, and you're like, yo, what is this? It looks like, like, <laughs> yo, it's like trash. <laughs> Look like yo, a three Stooges so fight trash. scene or something. Yeah, and it, it makes me mad because it's based on the book, and like I got this uh, like visual in my head, then I watch it, and it's like, yo, this is trash. But anyway, <laughs> um. All right, well, before we get started, man, first of all, shout out. We need to have, yo, we haven't talked to Roy and Chris on the air in a, in a minute, man. Shout out to the guys over at the Broad Street line doing their thing, man. We got to we gotta get Voltron back together on the air and, and talk about some of this crazy stuff happening in sports. But, um, yeah, we about to get into some stuff. But before we do, of course, you know, we have to gamble with Gus. And then get into some hot topics. All that is brought to you by my bookie. Let's take one second out of this program to talk about how you guys can make some money betting on sports at my bookie. The NBA, NFL, NHL, all of those leagues are just chugging right along. So if you haven't checked out my bookie yet, it's a great time to do that if you're a degenerate gambler, <laughs> like some people I know. Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports. Join the war room. A lot of War Room supporters and thousands of other online fans placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you're tired of wondering, you know, if you're going to get your payout or not when you win, you don't have to do that anymore. When you win, they pay fast, no hassles. You're wasting your time betting on sports anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wagers after the damn game starts. Yes, I know. That's crazy. Join now, and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. You heard it right, 100%. So just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, 
to activate this offer, visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid, period, early. All right, so before we get into everything that we got to get into, we're going to uh, get Gus Griffin on the line so we can talk about uh, what's crackalacking in the NFL as far as betting this week. Gus, what's going on, good brother? You there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? All right, how are you? Uh, other than a 3 and one week last week, I'm all right. <laughs> You in the states, or you are you are you laying low? What's up? <laughs> I'm in the oh, states looking one. for that doggone Washington kicker, whose missed extra point cost me one win. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, three and one last week, but you're still twenty eight, twenty seven, and three on the season. So, um, what's up with the Thursday nighter? Cowboys versus Saints. Actually, the Saints are going to visit the Cowboys in this one. What's the line? What you taking? Okay, that's uh, that line is seven points, uh, and uh, I'm taking Dallas, and here's why: uh, the Cowboys are playing well. They're giving up less than 100 yards rushing per game. Uh, Dak is actually throwing the ball downfield. Um, eight to one TD interception ratio in the last six games. Over 100 rating in that same period of time. Amari Cooper has jumped off the milk carton and returned to his 2016 form. Um, good pass rush. Zeke's leading the league in rushing. They have the formula to slow the Saints down. They still need other things to happen. And frankly, as much of, much of this pick is as much about the Saints can't possibly keep playing at this level. It, 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 it's right. just it's PlayStation like right now. They've covered nine well, straight con- games. Considering nine straight <laughs> games. Considering I, 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 I root for another team in the NFC East, Gus, I hope that they keep playing at least one more week. But I feel what you're saying. I was talking, I was on an NFL show earlier um, today, and we talked about that. And I actually think, I still think it'll be a double-digit win. So I guess I would, you know, I would go another way. But I don't think it's going to be the kind of double-digit win that they've been getting. I'm talking, you know, minimal double digits, 10 points, anywhere between 10 and 15, not 48 to 7 and all kinds of stuff like that. But I I agree Dallas might slow them down some. But. Well, Dallas, is, they're one of three teams that's holding people to under 20 points a game. Uh, they're right. right around 19. They're third in the league. So add a touchdown to that. That puts it around 26. My thinking is if, if they can hold them to 27, they'll cover. If they can mm-hmm. hold Saints to 24, and that's no small task, they got a chance to win that game. Um, so yeah. I'm taking the Saints plus. I'm taking the Cowboys plus seven. They, yeah, we need to hold. They may need plus two in the turnover thing, but I'm, I, again, as much of this is just that the Saints are approaching two months playing on a PlayStation level, and I just, it's got to drop off at some point. Demarcus Lawrence gave him a little bit of bulletin board material, so if he go out there and back it up, then they they have a chance, they, at least to, <laughs> to cover. Maybe not a chance to win, but a chance to cover. But if they win, um. I might not talk to you next week because I'll probably slip my wrist if, if Dallas wins this game. But, <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> let's move on to the next game, and that is an over-under. That's the uh, the Browns and the Texans. I think the number is 47. What are you doing? Yes. Over or under? Yes. I'm taking the over. Uh, both, are, both have gone over in three of their last four games. The offenses are trending upward for both of them. Um, 
two good pass rushes here, but I think Nick Chubb is starting to come to his own. So I think the Browns' strategy will be to run enough to maybe take a possession or two away from the Texans. But, man, the Texans are the second-hottest team in football, and it's just because the Saints are so off the chart, a lot of people don't notice them. But they've been playing right. extremely well. But I think this is going to be – I, I see a 30-20 game, something in that range, taking the over. To get the Browns to make the over easy every week, just put Hugh, Hugh Jackson on the other sideline. <laughs> It'll be easy. Hey, hey look, he, he must know – he must have compromising pictures with someone in the NFL high-ups for him to continue yeah. to keep getting jobs like this. I mean, Cat's got nine well, lives, man. This, I don't know how many It he makes has. a lot of sense to where he is now because uh, Jimmy B. Austin and myself, we throughout the years, we've been talking about whatever it is that uh, – uh, Marvin Lewis has over Bengals ownership um, yeah. because, you know, he keeps that job no matter what happens. Um, they're just happy to be close to the playoffs every year, uh, being the and Bengals. Not have to but, but this works out for Hugh because, you know, after being hired, you know, after his first head coaching performance, uh, now his homie is still in line, you know, with a job. So he picks him up. And I even heard rumors this week that they're looking at him as Marvin Lewis's possible replacement when Marvin Lewis decides to step down. Two things in that. We're not used to black head coaches having the choice of when the hell they want to step down, nor do those guys get to name their replacement, especially a replacement who's won like six games his whole damn coaching career. So uh, this is this. Well, maybe Cincinnati's Wakanda. Man, maybe this is progress. That's definitely Wakanda. Something. I'm about to start rooting for the for the Bengals, man. Just because we're gonna be losers, but I'm, I'm gonna start rooting. Speaking of the Bengals, we got the Broncos versus the Bengals. What's the line on this one, and which way are you going? Uh, it's minus five. I'm taking the Broncos. The Bengals are in a free fall. Um, Dalton is out. AJ is questionable. Um, with the with the guy Drexel, um, the the, the uh, I don't. I, I'm, I don't even want to mess his name up in disrespect. I don't know where they're going to get any points at. The Broncos have beaten the Chargers and Steelers in consecutive games. Uh, act- and they covered both games with the Chiefs. They're actually better than a lot of people think they are. So I think the Broncos right. are going to win this pretty pretty handily. Okay. This could be that trap game for the Broncos. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we got the Colts versus the Jags. The Jags are completely falling apart at this point. Um, they're out here fighting on the sidelines in front of the fans. Fournette is suspended. Bortles has been benched. Uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey is questionable, and that's probably only because of his pride. Uh, what's the line on this one, and where are you going? Colts are kind of hot at the moment. Yeah, Colts minus four. I don't generally like to lay points on the road within the division, but it's pretty much what you just said, and you could pretty much repeat what we talked about with the Bengals. You know, when you got question marks at quarterback, man, I mean, you know, you know, what are you going to do? And, and you know, with all that said about Bortles, he's still probably the best one they got. So, I got Colts minus four in that. All right. And last but not least, we got your Steelers versus uh, the Chargers. This should be a good one. I think the line there is, what, three and a half? Where are you going with it? Uh, three and a half. If you're not comfortable laying it, buy the hook off, go with three. You'll lose a little value, but you can do that. Um, Melvin Gordon is out. And uh, I think uh, even though the backup's pretty good, but, I mean, he's not Melvin Gordon. Uh, the Steelers have a top ten defense now. 
I think they can make uh, the Chargers and Rivers one-dimensional, and he certainly isn't mobile. So I see the Steelers in a bounce-back game covering that three-and-a-half points. And, again, if you're not comfortable with that, you can buy it off to three. All right. So there we have it. Like I said, we're sitting at 28-27-3. and three. We got to go on another run. We got to get a little farther over 500. We, we're dipping into that 500 territory. So we'll see how it goes. But as usual, Gus, you know, uh, we, we definitely thank you for your time. Thank you for your your picks. And also, everybody, be on the lookout this weekend uh, for an article from Gus about chemistry in sports. And he's going to examine whether or not chemistry in sports is an overrated concept. Um, that's a great topic. That's That's definitely a great topic. I think it's one that we've actually discussed before, but maybe not that much in depth. So I'm curious to see your thoughts on it, and maybe we can uh, even make it a topic off of your article going into next week's show. So everybody look out for that. Uh, thanks again, Gus, and we will wrap to you next week. All right. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Gus Griffin, everybody, go get your, go get your picks in. For this week's NFL games. All right, man. Speaking of that, man, I know we, we some of us talked about this in the chat earlier in the week, Jimmy and B. Austin. Um, we were talking about <clears throat> the way the Cleveland Browns were basically disrespecting Hugh Jackson all throughout the game as they were routing the Bengals uh, last week. And it was crazy. At one point in the game in the second quarter, uh, a cornerback, What's his name again? Deborius. What is his name? Um, I got it. I got it right here. Demarius Randall. I'm sorry. I called him Deborius. Um, he got an interception. Uh, luckily for him, because he claimed that he planned to do this if he got one. He was at a part on the sideline when he ran out of bounds that was near where Hugh Jackson was standing. He goes out there and hands him the ball. Um, not in like some friendly way, in a, in a disrespectful way. After the game, when everybody's hugging each other, uh, Hugh Jackson tries to go up to Baker Mayfield after Baker Mayfield sprayed the Bengals for four touchdown passes. Tried to, you know, give him a handshake and go in for the hug, and Baker kind of kept the arm stiff so he couldn't pull him in for a hug. Um, Afterwards, Baker Mayfield was asked about, you know, why he snubbed him on the hug, and he basically said, well, you know, he left Cleveland, goes down to Cincinnati, um, he said, this is somebody that was in our locker room asking for us to play for him and then goes to a different team. We play twice a year. Everybody can have their spin on it, but that's how I feel. What do, what do you feel about that, Jimmy, first of all? Like, and, and, and B, what do y'all feel about the feeling that these guys have for Hugh Jackson after he was fired? Um, I, think I, mean, it's, I think it's meat, I think it's meathead uh, bravado. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it as long as we acknowledge that there's a level a level of idiocy where these guys aren't fully engaging their brain. Hugh didn't ask to be fired. It's not like he rolled out and said, "Hey, I'm I'm leaving." He was literally he he was fired and put in a position where Marvin Lewis could give him a gig. I mean, I, so might be, only, thinking, might be his only lifeline left. Only life, <laughs> right? So if they're thinking, if they're thinking logically, you know, that's where I would want them to arrive. 
But being, you know, in the gladiator sport or the closest we can get to gladiator sport, save for MMA and boxing, I'm like, okay, I don't mind you being on your Kellen Winslow, uh, us against them, you know, this is war type, type, John. And I think that's kind of where they are. Plus, plus it, it belies perhaps the internal strife that some of the players had. We know Baker Mayfield had internal strife with you when he was there. So, you know, I think that, that it kind of speaks to the level of relationship and respect that he had with the players before he rolled out. Funny thing is, though, I heard that Hugh Jackson was an advocate for Baker Mayfield. I heard he wanted to start him off jump, but they made him, you know, grab Tyrod Taylor. They made him give Tyrod his chances. Jimmy, what, what do you think about this? Like, is Hugh required to be um, loyal to these guys after he was fired? No, I don't. First, no off, first off, he got fired. You went to find gainful employment. He didn't leave. go to them. If, if any, any, any other time, like, and I guess the only reason he gets defense in the media is because he has the complexion for the connection. Because if this was Tyrod Taylor and he behaved the same way, he'd be getting trashed all over the place. Let's keep uh-huh. it a buck here. Um, but he's disrespecting yeah. a black coach, so it's cool. It's cool for him to do so. Um, that's the one thing. Second thing is, like, yo, the bull got fired. He went to get employment so he can find money to put food on his family. Like, you can't, you can't be upset at that man for that. That's like it's just it's just overall trash to me. Like and, it's, and I mean even if you feel that way, some things don't have to be said. Everything don't gotta be said. Um hey, everything don't gotta be said. My my only problem, Jimmy, and, and I feel you, you are right, but yo, Baker Mayfield is three times the quarterback to T Mobile is, yo. Yeah, but was Baker Mayfield lo- unloyal when he transferred from Texas Tech to go to Oklahoma? Ooh. When he when he decided to transfer to a different school, was he unloyal? That's that's yeah. That's I, don't my thing. I don't know nothing. about that. Yeah. And this I'm whole thing that's that's my whole. I'm not saying he is, Jimmy. For me, it's like okay, if y'all have other reasons that you want to stick it to your former coach, then that's fine. If there was something internal that we didn't know about, and you didn't like him for some reason, Demarius Randall didn't like him for some reason, you know, just guys. Period didn't like him then I understand that. But we can only go off what these dudes said when they were asked. And all of these dudes, when they were asked, had beef with him going to a division rival, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. If he's your coach, and in the middle of the season, he just gets a better offer, and he decides to step down on his own and leave, then everything that you're doing and saying might have some type of, you know, it might have some type of legitimacy to it. But he was fired. (laughs) <laughs> he was fired and he was offered a job Yo, within when, the when, division. Hell yeah, I'm taking that when, job. When he, when Baker decided to leave Texas Tech for a better situation in Oklahoma, he wasn't fired. He decided <laughs> to do that on his own merit because he wanted to play for a better situation on a rival team. So and that's on, way man. more of a rivalry. So that's, so that's way more of a rivalry than some. Yeah. So so know, so for now, but now you want to do this. Now you want to do this because you got your your, your melanated coach. Not saying like, listen. The board, the board didn't like produce as well as he should have. Everybody knows that, but to see him slander like this is crazy. Like it's 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 it's, it's crazy, cause it's absolutely crazy. And I'm telling you, if this was the other way around, we'd be looking at the situation completely different. See, you know what I'm saying? it's want, either one way, but it's the other. Way. It's either nonsensical reasoning, or they're lying, or or withholding some information. Maybe Baker Mayfield is salty. 
that in one interview Hugh talked about before Baker Mayfield was even on the table. This was wasn't even his year. He talked about how he wanted Carson Wentz. Like I don't see how you get upset at that. It's not like it was you versus Carson Wentz and he wanted them to select Carson Wentz instead of you. Y'all were in two totally different drafts. So for him to say, yeah, the year before we got Baker Mayfield or the two years before, I wanted another quarterback that was on the board, but they traded a bunch of picks to, you know, to let the Eagles have. Why would you get offended over that if that's his real reasoning? Because that that's all I could think of unless they had some internal strife that we don't know about. The only thing that you could even think about him being offended over is the fact that dude said he wanted Carson Wentz. But even that is silly because that was two years before you. And even yeah, if you feel there. that way, it doesn't have to be said. It just doesn't have to be said. He's, he's corny. Yeah. He's trash. I think he's already failed. <laughs> he's in Cleveland. He's in Cleveland. He already failed. And Cleveland got a lot yeah, of bravado to be what they, you know, the team that they are. Like, you tell them that they're a little bit talented, and they go running off at the mouth like they nice. Yeah, yeah. Like, Cleveland need to chill. I agree. I agree with that. In in and of itself, I've watched a couple of their games, and they are they, – they got a lot of talent on that roster, and Baker Mayfield is definitely, from what I can see, a baller. But you're in Cleveland, dude. You I got to keep your head you. down and shut up. When do they not have a lot of talent? They pick first every year. Um, but Baker Mayfield and everybody else who's giving Hugh Flack for leaving and going to a division team after he was fired. Uh, Skyview One in the chat room says Baker should be careful that he doesn't go the way of Johnny football. You call no shots as a rookie. Yes. I don't know. I, I didn't like that reason. <laughs> Tell me y'all had beef, and you know what I mean, during the season, then, okay, I can even understand no, that No, just say, yo, but don't even say that. Just don't say anything. Say, look, we didn't get along. It is what it is. And leave it alone. Like, all that, like, yo, you, you, you's a noodle, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I got a quick question, man, because the uh, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys, are playing the New Orleans Saints in the Thursday nighter. Everybody expects the Saints to win this game. And the way they've beaten everybody else in the division, that's why I said if Dallas actually wins that game, I'll probably end up splitting my wrist. Um, but if they do go ahead and beat the Cowboys and the Eagles are able to handle business against the Washington professional football team on Monday night, that would leave the NFC East in a – you know, three-way tie at three teams sitting at six and six at the top of the division. So if the weekend plays out how it could play out in order to make this happen, B, who do you see winning this division? Everybody with a clean slate with, uh, you know, with how many? That'll be six and six. So everybody with a clean slate with four more games left to go, who do you think takes this division? And it's let me anybody's know if division. Need, if you need the schedules before your answer, I can give you that too. It's it's it, it, and I, I probably do. It's anybody's division. We kind of knew somewhere deep down inside. Like we've all we've all seen that the division is is trash is trash ass division. But 
we kind of knew that as good as Washington was playing, they were going to regress back to the mean. And I've seen Colt McCoy ball. <laughs> I've seen Colt McCoy ball, and he can't throw a football. Like he's not Tim Tebow <laughs> bad, but he can't throw. Like yo, it it it's takes him every day that nobody. He, it takes him everything he has to throw the ball twenty five yards. Like everything, like he puts everything he's got in the twenty five. That's not an NFL quarterback, y'all. So they're going to rely even more on a 33-year-old cyborg to run the rock, and they'll probably mix it up. They, they've been throwing the, walk, throwing the rock pretty well. So I, I see them. That's a good defense. <clears throat> they do. I see them falling, <clears throat> sliding as bad as we've been playing, <laughs> meaning the Eagles. That Monday nighter is definitely not a gimme for us because we look like we don't know how to play football anymore. So, you know, even with Colt McCoy, we, we mess around and find a way to lose that. Uh, unfortunately, Dallas, it, it pains me to say this, but Dallas might look strong, y'all. Like, they look, they look like they're getting their ish together. Now, I still don't see them as a serious contender against any of the other <sighs> NFC East well, not playoffs. Anybody who, anybody who comes out of the NFC East is getting trounced in the first round. They're going to get asked. Listen, they're going to get asked to step on the curb like American uh, History X <laughs> when, they come out of the, when they come out of the East. Like, but just go ahead and curb. step nah. on that curb. <laughs> so, that's, that, yeah, you're right. That's a given. But I'm afraid of Dallas even more than I'm afraid of the Washington professional football team because they do look like they're gelling a little bit. Uh, the tackling Dutchman, uh, Vander Esch, I think his name Vander is. Esch. Yeah, yeah. he's about to make them forget about Sean Lee real quick. <laughs> Sean Lee, well, make them forget Sean, yo, yeah, Sean, Lee job, yo, <laughs> Sean Lee job. Yo, Sean Lee job. Yo, he cut. Yo, Vander Esch is a baller. Yo, he like a he, he a baller. So I'm scared. Yeah, I'm 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 scared of them. So right, it so is anybody's say, division. Let's say because they they say that the, the Eagles have the toughest schedule left. Um, I think you mm-hmm. know because two of the teams, and I'm gonna give you the schedules right now. Um, if everything plays out this weekend the way I said to you know to even the slate, make everybody six and six, the Cowboys would have. Um, remaining on their schedule. Uh, the Eagles at home at the Colts, which is no longer a gimme. The Buccaneers at home and at the Giants. So not too imposing um, of a schedule left, but you know it still will show us what they really are because they could easily go in there choke a couple. Games. Now Washington. Uh, after this Monday nighter against the Eagles, they have the Giants at home. They're at Jacksonville, at Tennessee, and then they have uh, the Eagles at home uh, for the last game of the season, December 30th. Um, same thing here. The Jags are basically in a free fall. Um, but you think back to what they were last season, and you think once in a while they may be able to conjure up something. I mean, they beat the Patriots earlier in the year. The Titans are kind of inconsistent because they beat some teams that people think they shouldn't beat, and then they lose 
you know, other games where you thought, okay, I was just starting to believe in the Titans, but never mind. Um, the Eagles, um, after the Monday nighter against Washington, they're at the Cowboys, at the Rams for an ass whooping. Um, then they have the Texans at home, and then they're at Washington to end the season. So the good thing about them is, you know, even starting this week, three of their games remaining are against the division. So if somehow they can remember how to play football like they did last year and they can win these games in the division, that'll suit suit them well for any tiebreakers coming down the road if you're leading the division. But um, December 16th at the Rams, the Eagles probably shouldn't even make the trip. Um, just say your plane broke down or something. Just give them the forfeit. Um, and the Texans are sitting at 8-3 and three right now. Even though that's a home game, that's not going to be – an easy win. That might be another. That might be two weeks in a row of ass whooping. So their only chance yo, might be run the table in the NFC East to remain. The Rams are gonna figure out a way to put up ninety seven points on. They're gonna give the a Rams. Hand. The Rams is gonna ram. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with no lubrication. Um, and then the Texans. <laughs> The Texans on the low, the Texans are gonna hang a forty piece on us because they got a black quarterback. <laughs> that, that when when yeah. when he's on his dean, yo, he's he might be my replacement for Teddy uh, Bumwater. Teddy Bumwater lighten it up and uh, and who else? Uh, Jameis for a minute. For a minute, <laughs> when we thought Jameis is you know. When we saw yeah. his maturity, we catch up with his game. Yeah. Yo, don't talk about both. Uh, in the chat room, um, <laughs> Neil said the the, the Dreadskins are trash. Um, and she said, don't tell my husband I said that again. <laughs> they're not, they're not, though. They are because of their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, even with, like, you know, you, you had the ultimate game manager. The dude wasn't going to win you games, and he wasn't going to lose you games. So playing with the defense, the way they've been playing and the way that the running game was going, you know, they were – I keep saying they were because it's not over yet. They, they're they a decent team this year, but the injury bug has caught up with them. You know, it's a lot of people that was banged up on the offensive line even before um, before uh, the quarterback got Joe Theismann. So um, <laughs> before that happened, it was starting to go downhill a little bit. But we'll see. Um you know, I, I don't believe in that situation no matter what anyway. But if it does go down hill from here, you know, they're going to use that as an excuse. And, you know, I grant you whatever excuses you need as long as I don't have to live through success of <laughs> the Washington Pro. All right. So let's let's get to the phone lines real quick because uh, Jimmy and I are about to have a conversation about Creed Two in a minute. B, did you happen to see it yet or no? The hell, bigger. Either way, <laughs> you can, when we talk about Guess that, not. you can. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like you, I, I, I have not. You, you can ask questions. I'll answer them if, if, if you know, or you can, you can step away from the table for a minute if you don't want the spoilers. But if you don't care, then you know you can, whatever. But uh, let's go to the phone lines. We got the homie Tobias calling in from Arizona. Roll damn tide. Hey, roll down tired, fellas. Like I said, 
when y'all talk about Alabama, like I said, Fred, I know what the hell he's talking about. Then I say Alabama's going to curb stomp over. Damn all that rivalry week crap. Hey, I don't need I, hey, you need, I need I need Fred to stick with his loser hurricanes who's more like a tropical depression right now. But uh <laughs> <laughs> the, Yo, Jimmy here's the thing. showed me something earlier All today right. where Mark Wick can't even get his own nephew to come play quarterback for him. They ain't trouble. Can't say I blame him. Here's the thing. <laughs> Alabama, everybody talking about Georgia. Georgia's a good team, but when you're last in the conference in sacks, and Alabama gives up the fewest number of sacks in the conference, that means Tua, Tungle Valoa, and Alabama, we just call him GOAT, uh, it's going to pick them apart. It, it is a saying down south. I know you city folk don't get this saying. When a dog doesn't hunt, it gets put down, and the dog won't hunt. In the words of the mortal pack, die. But but when but Pat Dye said this ten years ago when Alabama beat Georgia so bad he stopped wearing black jerseys, he said Georgia ain't man enough to beat Alabama and they ain't gonna be man enough to beat Alabama this week, fellas. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> when you eat your dog and smack your calling in to my show to talk your shit about Alabama, brother. Go ahead and talk to him. Hey, and by the way, hey, I got to say this about Baker Mayfield real quick. If Cam Newton was doing that stuff, they'd be killing Cam Newton right now. Uh, Cam, shut up. Hey, because thing is, Hugh had to take that job because no one else was going to hire him even for a get-back coach. So he had to take that job. <laughs> what what did he expect you to do? Yeah, he said the get-back coach. You have to do that to everybody on the sideline to get back. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> you know, that's another saying that down south my mama always say, Baker Mayfield smelling himself. This dude has a couple of good games against bad defenses, and they acting like he's Drew Brees all of a sudden. Uh, yeah. the, the Browns still not making the playoffs. When they went to Pittsburgh, they got smoked. They still got a road trip to Baltimore where they're going to get smoked at. And everybody's liking this, 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 all this talk from him. But after a while, he's going to have to back up that talk, especially ain't a rookie no more. And Cleveland's a tough town. They're going to be like, are you doing all this talking, all this bravado? But if it doesn't add up to wins in the next year or so, they're going to come back on them, or even with the new coach. Yeah, I, like we we talked about it earlier, man. We really don't understand what what he's doing out there. Um, but Cleveland, you know, when you, you know, when when the bar has been set so low for your franchise, like just having talent is enough for you to go out there and act like you the best has ever done it. So, hey, can we be honest for a second, guy? I don't know what Baker mad about when he was talking about Carson Wentz. Carson was two years ahead, and I hate to break it to you, Baker. Carson, Mahomes, uh, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, they're all better than you. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. <laughs> we got to be honest here. Hey, and, uh, what's, your, what's, your, what's your Bulls going to do, man? I see Jabari's in the starting lineup now. Uh, somebody was injured. Hey, we got but I, don't, man. I, I don't know if he's going to hey. give that back. He's been getting like 
two games in a row, I saw his stat line was something like 24, eight rebounds, four assists. Um, I don't know if y'all won them games. I don't think so, but. Oh, we didn't, we didn't win those games. Jabari, they about to be one of the best duos in the league after all the trash you talk. <laughs> hey, Jabari remind me of Private Powell from uh, Full Metal Jacket. He only gets motivated when he got that jelly donut on the other side. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> no. Here's the thing. The Bulls stink. We are angling for the brotherhood, somebody from the brotherhood. Now, I would love to see R.J. Barrett and Zach Levine because it would be a total of 10 assists a game for the whole team for the whole game. But uh, you got – hey, you put your worst defenders out there, you tank, you might as well go because marketing still ain't back yet. You know, uh, Clubber Lang, a.k.a. Bobby Portis, he's out right now as well. And Fred Hoiberg just looked defeated, poor guy. But – I got to get on y'all right quick. I heard B also slandering my boy Jameis, man. I know he's been – he ain't have a good year. But all I got to say is that when we get – finally get rid of dirt – I mean, not dirt, dirt no, cutter. Man. Hey. <laughs> hey. Biggest Jameis supporter. The man throws the ball to the other team, and he doesn't care. Well, I'm saying – is that, hey, what I'm saying is that this organization is so dysfunctional. The coaching is so terrible. The organization is so dysfunctional. He ain't have a chance. I don't think any young quarterback so, would have a so chance basically, So basically what you're saying is your organization is as it always is. Bingo! <laughs> so, yeah, so, so many young so, quarterbacks so drive there. Maybe y'all need new owners then. I mean, bingo! Y'all are the same dude. Y'all are the same dudes that got rid of Steve Young and Doug Williams. I mean, two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Y'all just said, y'all just said, y'all just said, y'all just said we don't want him. Ain't y'all got rid of Vince Lombardi who had a solid career too, right? I mean, that's just what y'all do. Oh, he had a solid career. And and see, and the thing is, like what the Bucks do, right? Hey, we gonna stick with thirty-five year old Brent Grimes on number one. Hey, yo, we gonna stick a bunch of rookies over there. And the whole secondary, hey, y'all go have at it. Getting torched. It's just that they have no plan. They have no organization, no structure. And look at the team, the young quarterbacks that everyone loves. Look at how structured they are. Look at the organization. Look at the way, how well coached they are. There's a big Yo. correlation with that. <clears throat> Hold on, B. Austin. I'm not saying this mm-hmm. guy's going to be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. I'm not. But I'm saying that he could at least be a Matt Ryan-level quarterback. And Matt Ryan's not bad. I'm not saying he's great, but he's a good player. I'm saying you get that if you got some organization. A coach who actually believes in him. Here's what you're missing, Tobias. He can be that. He just can't be that for y'all. Because as long as y'all got the people running the show that's running the show, he'll never be that. So let let him get out of Tampa for his own good. And, and, and that's what I'm thinking because, honestly, that's what I think because, mind you, we got a coach who who loves Deshaun Jackson more than he sides with a young quarterback. <laughs> he he, he it, It's like he rubs off Deshaun Jackson every time they get in the car or something. I don't know. But this dude loves Deshaun Jackson. You know, Mr. I only run half speed. Mr. Unless the ball is perfect, I'm not catching it. 
And last time I checked, I don't think Eagles or Redskins fans had ever missed a guy when he left. But Yo, you're right. Gangbangers gang with speed turn white men on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say this before I go, guys. I know you guys got to run. Yeah, uh, Dallas has a great defense. But the problem with Dallas is their offense. They aren't one of those, we got to go 10 plays that aren't explosive. Dak is too conservative of a quarterback. And if they get down a couple of scores, they can't run Zeke. And they have to rely on Dak to throw. Even with Amari Cooper balling out, the guy still like pulling teeth to get 200 yards out of Dak. And it ain't well, but like Dak throwing a deep to Amari. It's throwing short passes and Amari making somebody miss. We got to be honest here. Get ready for Zeke to leave early tonight. <laughs> he ain't lying because the Saints going to win by two scores tonight. Dallas has a great defense. It's very underrated how good their defense is. But they, but Dak is not going to be able to keep up, and that defense not going to be able to keep up with, with the Saints offense. All right. No doubt. Yeah, you man, Jack, you man Jack can't come. You man Dak can't come from behind. Pause. Hey, yeah. that ain't happening. Hey, no Dwight <laughs> Howard. But anyway, hey, if you guys keep, hey, I love Gus. But if you keep listening to Gus, guys, y'all gonna tell your kids, hey, man, it's okay not getting anything for Christmas. It's our, it's our less support, less support <laughs> to the kids in the world. <laughs> you use that line. <laughs> 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 Hey, you guys take it easy, man. All right, man. We talk to you. <laughs> All right, bro. He said they ain't getting no Christmas Yo. presents messing with you. That's messed up. Shout out to Gus, <clears throat> a.k.a. AKA coin flip. But go ahead, though. All right. Um... <laughs> Yo. All right. So, so y'all, y'all know, you know, everybody out there knows, you know, that the, the, the war room generals. We're all from Philly. Five Philly guys, diversified and educated. So the the Rocky movie franchise, you know, as corny as it may be, it holds a very special place in our hearts. Um, everybody knows that Creed Two is out in theaters now. Came out uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Um, Jimmy and I have have both partaken in the film, and we just wanted to you know give some thoughts. So if you haven't seen it. I guess for the, and you and you want to see it for the next five minutes. I'm just gonna call spoiler alert. I'm gonna call you know check back in later, a couple minutes to see if we're still talking about it. But um, we're calling spoiler alert now because we wanted to wrap about it. So Jimmy, what, what, what were your immediate thoughts um, as you came out the theater after seeing Creed? I. I I actually enjoyed the movie. Um, it was a pretty good movie, which is weird because I think both Creed movies are probably as movies better than the Rocky movies. Um, yeah. They're directed well. The fight scenes between them, I mean, obviously. Well, probably better than everything time, after Cameron. Rocky too. Because think about Yo. back then, like the good movies were like the early ones, and then it just started getting a little clownish. But it was still entertaining. Yo, but even. But even the but fight it, scenes in the early movies. Rocky Jones were so unrealistic. Like, the oh, yeah, fight scenes scene. and the way the camera works was in the fight scenes was fire. That's the one thing. <laughs> um, my, my overall, that, that's just the 2018 the versus 1976. So. <laughs> that's true. That is absolutely true. 78. I'm one sorry. thing that bothers me about, the, about what they've done with this Creed franchise as far as, like, yo, my man Sylvester Stallone, 
has found a way to make the movie about him, even though it's not his movie. Somehow it still is about him. Um, and that you know why? Because he, he, he wrote some of this one. He didn't write on the first Creed with Kugler, but he wrote with this one because Kugler okay. wasn't there. So he wrote a lot of this. Yeah, he made himself a way big part of this story. I see, I see, but I mean, I can't knock him. I mean, it's your, it's your baby, you the it's, whole thing. So, but I, I I'm watching it. this journey like really. I called out what was going to happen in the movie. I looked at my wife. I was like, "Yo, this is happening this whole movie," and it played out Rocky just like seven. I said it was. Um, <laughs> yo, it's so it was it's so predictable, but yet it still like tugged at your emotions. It was a good movie overall. Um, camera work was fire. Yeah. Um, and what I what I thought about like after watching the movie and thinking about the old Rockies, to me, like what I love about Rocky really isn't even Rocky. It's the actual, the people, the narrative, the, the narrative, who they create is the um, kind of the protagonist. Like, yeah. so well, I guess you won't even call. It, I guess it depends about who's looking at it, whether they're protagonists. Like, but to me, put it this way: um, who are the quote unquote bad guys? But the thing is, I don't even he's think they're bad guys. Man. I don't know how to describe it, but whoever Rocky's opposition is, let's put it that way. Because some mm-hmm. will call him the bad guy. I know some people don't call him the bad guy, but because Apollo Creed to me was never a bad guy. Um, yeah, I think bad guys. They, the they wanted to make Mr. T. Clubber Lang was a bad guy. The narrative. I love and Clubber Drago. Lang. He made the whole you know, movie. was a bad guy. They tried to go U.S. versus he's, Russia. He's, now he's the, he's the only one I could say that's a clear cut bad guy. Like Clubber Lang was yeah. a clown, but he was absolutely entertaining. Hey, woman. No, no. I mean. Um, Clubber Lang to black people is not a bad guy at all. I'm talking about the narrative that they tried to bring. They tried to make him a bad guy. Yeah. But no, I, I might have rooted yeah, for Clubber. <laughs> I might have rooted I for Clubber in them fights. I wanted him to break off a of Rocky. <laughs> not Rocky Block so, but. <laughs> but so to me, when I look at, when I compare this, when I juxtapose Creed to Rocky, I start to think about where are they going to go from here, right? Because so, they pulled the, uh, the whole... Um, Drago thing out of the car pretty fast in terms of it being the second one. But, like, what are they going to do to create the new bad guy or, you know, opposition yeah. for Creed at this point? That's what I'm looking forward to see. If they're going to keep this franchise continuing, which I'm pretty sure they will because it puts up good They have numbers. to. They made um, $55 million over the weekend. They have to. But, yeah. <laughs> and Michael B is, like, new Hollywood star, so they don't have a choice at this point. I saw, Jim, the story, and this was even before seeing the movie. Just knowing, you know, seeing the trailers, knowing what the movie was going to be about. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, it's a little bit corny. <laughs> you know, this dude goes, yeah. the dude that knocked his pop block off, literally. Um, but, you know, you know, credit to some good writing, you know, they made a corny premise into a pretty good story. So I, so I have to give them that. And of course, like you said, the movie was definitely entertaining. Um, shoot, you talked about protagonists though, but by the end of the movie, like you start to feel for the dude Drago Drago a little bit. Like, damn. Yeah. yeah. Like, his mom's a yeah. <laughs> she fair weathered in the mouth. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I don't want to give too much up for the people out there that didn't see it, but um No, yeah, I don't want to give a lot of it away. I I just thought that it was uh, it was an excellent movie. Um and that is the thing. So, you know, the protagonist in this one, like I was going to say, was Michael B. Jordan. He's the main character. But the protagonist actually could be could be uh, Drago. So they're going to have to tie him back in, too, because they spent a lot of time, um, you know, building up his character. And it can't be just for this one. You dig what I'm saying? Like, right. Right. And, and, right. And, so you you're thought, saying, you like, if they keep this franchise going, you're going to have to 
hear from this dude again somehow. Maybe they're going to become yeah. buddies like Rocky and Creed or something. Yeah, know. something. Something, because they but, built it up to the point where you start to feel a connection, no Dwight Howard to him. So it's like you you have to uh, kind of like bring that back somehow. Um, what right, was interesting to me is I was laughing like – with the original Drago, you know, they, you know, you knew that he, he was this new devastating boxer. He was on steroids. He was rushing. That's about it. Like you didn't, they didn't no. get too deep All I into know his is life. So you didn't have to bring Drago hit the hard as a, he was this young Drago <laughs> hit hard as a mule. At least the way they moved. Yo, he was knocking cats blocks off. I was like, ah, yo, he was natural it was, it was, it was so funny because like, Yo, the, the, the fight, they first rumble when he hit the ball so hard that, like, in the ball, like, my wife even jumped up out of her seat like it was a real fight. I was like, yo, it's a movie. What are you doing? Yo, um, that's how we were, too. But, we were like, yo, it, it looked like it hurt. Like, we were cringing on the body shot. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yo, I, was, yo, I, was, yo, I was cracking up. I'm like, yo, what is wrong with you? But, yo, um. And then the sound effects so, on the body so, shots. Come on, man. Yeah. You heard that yeah, rich, Especially man. in a movie theater when you hear that, it sounds so loud. <laughs> You're like, yo, somebody is in a car accident. Why would you, why would you do this for a living? Why would you do this for a living? Um, and why would you fight him? But, so you ain't, no taste of his little cockfight? Because he was fighting in little arenas that looked like cockfight. Yo, and shout out to, uh, shout out to uh, the gym Rocky was trading out of because that's like a real 7-Eleven affiliate. And I was looking at like the location like, yo, that's 7-Eleven. Why is it a gym now? But um, <laughs> so... um. It's a, it, you know, so it definitely was interesting. I, I think Sylvester, now that you told me that he wrote a part of the movie, a lot of it makes sense to me. I'm like, yo, why is he such a big part? Why is this about him? He didn't make right. sense about him. But um, you know what? Another but I also want to give... Okay, I got it. I just want to give shout out to the uh, director because I was worried when I found out that Coogler wasn't doing this one. I was like, oh, here we go. But he did an amazing job. Like, in the cinema... Right, because you know, he and Michael uh, B got that movie. chemistry. But it made you worry. Yeah, and I hate to like a movie... The cinematography was amazing. Um, and as far as acting goes, um, Felicia Rashad, it was funny. I was like, I was telling my wife, I was like, she's a, I said, yo, she's killing everybody in terms of like being an actress in this movie. And then she pointed out to me, she said, yeah, but she's still playing Claire Huxtable, so is she? <laughs> she was like, she's basically playing the same person. I was like, yeah, no, right. that's true. So, you know, I was like, yeah, there's a little bit of truth in that too, though. But, uh, but I, I thought she did a good job too. Another reason why he may have written himself so deep into the plot of this one is because he's saying he's hanging up the Rocky character. He's saying this is his last hurrah. So whether that's true or not, you know, y'all can maybe expect Rocky to either be dead or, as Mike Tyson says, fade into Bolivian <laughs> by the next movie. Yeah, I saw um, him somehow. say that, and that made me wonder. Like, yeah. why didn't you just kill him off in this last one? Like, unless he just came to that conclusion. Because you got to murky yeah. You got to give us a sad moment. He may have, he may have just... And that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to. Like, as much as he may want to just leave, hang it up, pass the torch on to Michael B, and, you know, find a way to just write him off into the sunset in a in a good way... I think it's impossible to do that. First of all, you know, he's old. He's already, you know, had a bout with cancer. Um, you know, everybody he loves except for, you know, his son and his family are, are gone. And I think they were going to try to play on that is why he fades into Bolivian. But there really is no other way. You know, this is, you know, it's Creed and you're passing the torch, but this is still the Rocky franchise. 
if you really want to get rid of Rocky, then you go have to kill him. <laughs> and, and the so, director and said when he cracked about open this, right? the script, he was actually happy uh-huh. that Sylvester Stallone didn't write Rocky's death into it because he didn't really want that kind of pressure of, you know, directing that. So it's like, yeah. it seems like movie right. makers don't want him to kill himself, but the fans like, yo, it's the only way you're not going to be a part of this franchise. You got to be dead. <laughs> and you got to kill yourself, but he's trying to keep that little door open in case you need a check. My thing, I was sitting there thinking about this, though. <laughs> how many million. total movies is that now? How many Rockies, how many Rockies was it total before we moved three? It was six. The last couple so of songs was trash, eight. but... Yeah. So got an eight piece from 1978 to 2018. He's been Rocky for 40 years, man. 40 years. <laughs> He's been killing it for 40 Yo. years with one franchise. Yo. And at least, at least four of them, John's classics. Creed. These, you know, right. some of these might end up being classics, but he already got four classics. So you think that? All right, now, now, now I got to ask you, Doug. And I, I, know, I know you got to be fully biased. I think there are four classics out of this franchise. I, I, I'm telling you, I do. I think the first two were good movies. And then I think as three and four comes, I think they become more like cult classics, not like classic films. If you, you know, you get the, the difference I'm trying to. Like so, you have so, so out of classics, the eight, out of the which eight. might not be super great films, but come on, like you think about Mr. T and and that's probably a lot because you know it was our childhood and all that kind of stuff. But Mr. T, Drago, no, you go back to those movies a little corny, but I think they was I think it started from classic films to cult classic. I mean, because Rocky won won the damn Oscar for God's sake for for best film, and it yeah. really, really was a good movie. And that one probably had the least amount of action than than all of them. Maybe the first two had the least. But amount here's of my action. question though. Then they just so, turned so into. So if you're saying like, four, if you're saying it's four classics out of out of the eight, um, which which would you name as being classic out of the eight? I I would just say I would say the first four with the potential for the Creed movies to join them later. I mean, five and six was okay. garbage, no matter how you slice them. But you know, I don't I watch know about it two though, because two he fought he fought Creed he fought Creed at the end of two, right? Like, yeah, two is when he first became the heavyweight champ. Remember, she was having the baby. Yeah. She almost died. That was a good yeah. movie. <laughs> and that was when it she was hit him. She was in the bed. Like he was like, "What do you want me to do?" And she hit him with the wind, and then the movie, the music. Plus two, a lot of kids, I was too young. But a lot of kids from our neighborhood got to run with the ball. Remember, we had like sixty million kids running behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Older kids in my neighborhood come back I, bragging I, about. I, that. I don't know about. Two is borderline for me. I could see to make an I, argument. I don't think a lot of me, people would agree to me, me on but I think it I think it was. But I see what you yeah. know. Yeah. All right, at least you at least you at least you know you're tripping. At least you know you're yeah. tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you though, go back and watch two, man. Two was a Yo, good cause, cause to me to me to me I told you how it changes to me. Like I'm not, it goes from classic. That's the name one classic, it might be four. Because four, four has become part of pop culture, like to the point. And that's what, but, but that's why I made people. that. That's why I distinguished though. I think that's. I think Mr. T and Drago turned it into a cult classic. Like I think you know, I'm diff- along different lines when I say a classic thing, right? film, and then a, just a cult classic movie where 
Everybody loves it. You know, yeah. Here's the thing, though. But here's the thing, though. Hulk Hogan in it. Between also being, there's also there's also a difference between being a great film and a classic film. Because all classic films aren't great. If you did what I'm saying, like some things are just classic. I mean, they're great, but they could be great and not be classic. You did what I'm saying. So for me, when I think of Rocky. The first thing I think of is Drago, which is like, I mean, because of the way it was marketed, the way all the quotable. I was really sitting there watching this one, like, they got to bring him, if he dies, he dies. They got to, like, I'll bring that back. Like, like. They say, my son so will break you. <laughs> my son will break your boy. Yo, it's like. And Drago you know, had more lines in like, the first five minutes of his being in the movie than his whole, you know, appearance. And Yo, whole. yo, his son and <laughs> his John didn't speak to about two hours in. But, um, yeah, his son, his son was like him like five, in part four. <laughs> but yo, that's what I'm saying. So when I think of a lot of people, when they think of the franchise of Rocky, the first thing they think of is Drago because it's become part of pop culture. It's you know, it's it's like when you look at the video game, like Drago is a bad guy on like every boxing video game. They always got the big Russian guy. It's like, <laughs> so that's what I said. In my so opinion, I think, I think the movies went downhill. You know, as far as film goes. You know, they just became, you know, action boxing movies to me with a lot of pop culture. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, the funny, funny I thing. I think the is, first two were great them, But after, after four, I can't even tell you, like, which one was which. I know he's like, Tarver was in one of them. His son yeah, was in one um, Five was Tommy Gunn when he rumbled okay, in the street. Okay, okay. Um, Rocky yeah. Balboa. He didn't even call it Rocky Six. It was called Rocky Balboa because he thought – in 2006, he thought that was going to be the last one, and then Kugler and them came to him with the idea of Creed. You can't turn that down. Uh, Rocky Balboa was some some truck juice, um, but but, yeah. but Sylvester Stallone just has a way, especially if you're from. I mean, you don't have to be from Philly, but if you are, it just helps with your biasness. Like he can find a way to still get you hype inside of a garbage ass movie. <laughs> and you leave that joint like, yo, yeah. I'm hyped. That was good. And then you think about it like, yo, that was. Yo, crap. but they got it. They got it. They got to stop making that chick. That chick trying to sign she from Philly saying John. Like they got. She was trying yo, to say yo. She say John, like she and from just, Alabama. Just, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Like even my wife looked at me when she said that. She's like, nah, she ain't got it. I'm like, nah, she don't. So, I mean, she Randy tried like, to use yo the way we use yo on Philly. Yo, she's really like. Anyone, she's turned off. Her whole acting career because of that, because of her failed attempt to be a Philly girl. Like she was like, yeah, I just don't like Tessa Thompson, whatever her name is, as an actress. I'm like, damn, why? Because she can't say Joan. <laughs> like you killing her. And anyone who anyone who listens to the War Room understands that yo is a part of Philly vernacular. Just we yo each other. She tried yeah. to hit us with a yo too, and it just it just didn't come off right. So they gotta chill yeah, with yeah. that. I, but all over the, the thing is though, this, this I'm. She could have practiced more, but you know what? I, I'm glad that they tried, though. Because, you know, we do criticize a lot of movies when somebody's somewhere regionally and they don't sound nothing like, you know, when they get their Denzel on. Because Denzel, no matter where he's yeah. from, he, he sounds like he's from New York. I'm like, so at least, at least they tried. <laughs> they tried. But, but being from a place, you'd be like, all right, stop trying. Like, you're not doing it right. But, um, and he gave my man Tone Trump another so you can call him Baby Creed again. But um, overall, fail. It was a it, it was a good movie though. It definitely was a good movie. <laughs> what up, Baby Creed? How you think Glass Joe can't get a run? That's what he. That's what he. 
Scavi said I can only watch one and two. The rest are corny, especially the Tarver one. Yeah, first of all, it's corny because it's Tarver. They couldn't find nobody better than Tarver. Like, yeah. yeah, he found Tarver. And I ain't against Tarver. Tarver had his time, but. But hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Scavi. Three and four were the best ones, though. <laughs> See, but Scavi older than us, though, so you know he, he you know he he appreciates the, the movies, the good movies. I keep trying to tell Jimmy, man, oh, one man. and two were films. Three and four were movies. Yeah. One and two yeah. were films. Yeah, that's all. And thinking back to the four, to the, the villain thing, they tried to make they tried to make Creed a bad guy. They tried to make him real. They definitely did. Yeah, they, they tried did. to make him charismatic today today. You know, then when you whoop his ass, then the black, the arrogant black dude becomes your friend because you whooped his ass. I ain't, um, I ain't even going to point, man. Carl Weathers has a way of just being a positive dude in film. Remember, he was kind of a dirtbag and scumball in uh in <laughs> Predator. But you kind of yeah. end up like liking him. You yeah, can't really. He's very, char- he's, he, he's, very, he's very charismatic. Like, he's a charismatic cat, so. You know, remember Action Jackson? Man, but, yeah. Oh, as soon as I said it, I'd no, rather no, not remember no, Action Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> Yo, Action Jackson. Who was the? Jackson. Who was this chicken? Action Jackson. It wasn't Robin Gibbons. Yo, was it? that name is terrible. Yo, Scotty. <laughs> all, all I gotta say is is, is, is Clubber Clubberland and even Drago. He said he the rest. He said he said the rest. He said, I can only watch one and two. The rest are corny. Like damn, we don't like none of them. Like. It got you know. <laughs> ah, yeah, that. All right, so we talked about Creed way longer than we were supposed to, but we didn't give, we didn't even give too much up. So if you didn't see it, we didn't spoil anything for you. So go, go see it. You know, keep this, this, this franchise going, so we can have, um, maybe, maybe by the time we get to like twenty twenty five, it'll be Lang, Clubber Lang's son. Uh, <laughs> we'd be at Lang three. But, <laughs> 2030, because um, I, I would love for Clever Lang to come back in, into the fold somehow. Like Rocky beats you, and you 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 basically just die because nobody hears from you again after Rocky beats you. He's he's hey, but, um, with the Creed yeah, say, with time, more men than social security. <laughs> That's a quotable from Rocky Four. <laughs> no doubt. All right, so quick stat of the week before we move on to, to talk some grind topics and and some hoops. Um, this is this is actually about hoops. James Harden and Eric Gordon uh, the other night against the Washington Wizards combined uh, for the second most points of all time for a starting backcourt since starts were recorded. Uh, Harden had 54, Eric Gordon had 36 for a total of 90 points against the Wizards. Number one on that list is Kobe Bryant and Smush Parker at 94 points, even that, though Kobe Bryant had 81 of them. That is, of them. <laughs> that is Kobe had 81 of the points, but Smush will forever go down in history as part of the highest scoring backcourt back in, in NBA history. And third with the 83 Pistons with Isaiah Thomas and no, not Joe Dumars because Joe couldn't score like that. Um, Isaiah had 47 and John Long had 41 for a, t- for a grand total of 88. So those are the three highest uh, 
score at least highest recorded scoring uh, games for a starting backcourt. But shout out to Smush Parker, man, who's on this list. Yo, John Long. He did his part, man. Now we got $300 million and $70 because <laughs> Smush wants to do his part. Um, <laughs> yo, that's crazy. All right, so shout out to Smush, man. Out of all of that. And they lost. My shout out goes to Smush. All right, so before we get into some grind topics, we're gonna have to fly through those because I want to get to these hoop topics, man. We gotta talk about Jimmy Buckets, um, y'all, man, Dwight being what he is, and uh, a few other things. But um, before we do that, y'all know the drill. Y'all can check out our website, warroomsports.com. But if you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics, and we got a couple calls waiting, we see y'all. Just hold tight. We gotta get some of this rundown going before we get back to the phone lines. Uh, but if you want to call in and speak with us. That number is 323-410-0012. Just press 1 when prompted. But if you're already listening from your telephone, just press 1 if you want to talk. Let's get it. <laughs> Where'd Jimmy go? Why are you on yeah. the ground? Yeah, my bad. My, no, no, I'm here, I'm here, good bro. I'm here, good bro. I was, I was sitting there running my watching pre- realizing that I was, uh, Jimmy yeah, went back to watch anyway, Rocky, fam. too. You went back to watch Rocky too. I got like, All right, Dev, I see what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, while you were on the grind, is brought to you by Sports the Book. If you're tired of reading the same old sports books, spit and go get Sports the Book. You can go to sportsthebook.com or warmsports.com. It's a great book. Um, and, you know, if you look at when the book was written and some of the things in it, you're going to be shocked about how great I am. Anyway, do not miss the movement. Sportsthebook.com or warmsports.com. But it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the grind. And I ain't going to front, Jimmy. Rocky Stu is probably the one I've watched the least in my life. Not counting Rocky Balboa. Yeah, yeah. Like twice, you, got, you, the got, you got that revisionist history. You go watch it back. You go come back next week like, yo, that jump was, really wasn't that good. No, anyway, um, it's one of those things where you can give it his props, even though, like, uh, <laughs> you don't have dry, you don't have the cult classic type dudes in it. Make you want to keep going back. But it was great. Yeah. I ain't punchy. Let's 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 talk let's talk about hashtag Florida man. Um, Florida State fan uh, posted a pic of head coach Willie Taggart being lynched. Um, there's a lot of that going on in terms of uh, people trying to bring the lynch game back in 2018. Oh, and they're gonna get <laughs> hands and feet, hands and feet put upon him. Yeah. So, you know, the Seminoles lost 41 to 14 to Florida on Saturday. So this dude. Um, it was an FSU fan group on Facebook. He showed an image of the dude hanging from a tree. Underneath it, it, it read, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing your rep. Um, and y'all know that was a play on Colin Kaepernick's Nike campaign. Um, the, you know, the, the poster, of course, he got criticized for the meme. Um, he, they said he responded, I'm dead effing serious. This is how far I'm willing to go to get rid of this clown. So he doubled down on it when, you know, people bashed him and gave him a chance to say, all right, my bad. He doubled down on it. So I hear you got to respect his level of hatred and white supremacy, though. Got to respect. Got to respect him. As they as they do in 2018, no B. I heard that this dude ended up losing his job over this whole thing. And you know what it is? It's not really because they don't condone it, but you know they just can't. Business is business, and you just can't have your business on the hook for somebody speaking their mind 
on a social media platform. So whether they agree with them or not, they can't have homie, you know, they can't have them uh, a negative. They can't have him having a negative effect on uh, their business. I'm sorry, I started reading something in the middle of my damn sentence. Um, hey, what's wrong with you? That is cool. Yeah, like oh, he, he, my attention span, trash. Yeah, he, he drawing, man. I mean, at the end of the day, you got the freedom to say what you want to, but you got to take whatever energy come back based upon what you say. I mean, that's just the law of energy, dog. Shout so out keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fold, we don't bend, we don't break it. In tr- My fault. Trey Wayne! BJ um, got us indicted. <laughs> <laughs> got us indicted, man. But anyway, moving. Yo, yo, they're going to put me off it up in there, too. Like, look, you part of it, too. Anyway, listen, um, Kent State is the first school in history. And first of all, listen. by the way, before I saw this, um, if my brother Hank is listening right now, I'm going to start this off mm-hmm. by saying not right now, Hank. But um, Kent State Glad he ain't is the first night. school. <laughs> Kent, yo, thank God Hank's not co-hosting. But Kent State is the first school in history to sign a player with autism to play a D1 sport. Um, so salute to Kent State uh, for that. Yo, um, salute to Kent State. Shout out to Kalen Bennett. He's a six foot ten center. Um, he lives in Little Rock, Arkansas. So he, he's joining Kent State um, as a freshman in 2019, uh, 2020 freshman class, man. After him, I saw an interview with him. And, you know, even he admits, I mean, you could tell that, you know, he, he had a rough go of it. Um, I'd like to explain something. Uh, you know, I ain't punchy. I got what you call, like, I don't know, a relaxed brain, but I ain't punchy, you know. It's just. Yeah. Not right oh. now, but every one of y'all did that. I have no idea who did that, but y'all, y'all ate ish. Um, here's the crazy part. I thought, I thought about <clears throat> speak, and the boy actually seems to have more sense than half of the NFL players I watch speak on a weekly basis. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the boy. Yo, and I'm dead serious. No, but he says I'm rooting you know, for him too. He says for him, he doesn't want it to just be. I mean, this is a really mature thing to say. He says he doesn't want it to just be about basketball. Um, you know, he wants to leave his mark and, and help other autistic children and, and stuff like that. So, shout out to him for his maturity. And I hope it all works out, man. He's six foot ten. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing him play. I don't know if Kent State going to make it to the two. So, we're going to have to dig and find some Kent State games. Do they yeah. play the Monsters? No, the really Do they play because, the Sons of the Monsters? Because that'll get you. That'll get you on TV. Because the the boy seems to have his stuff together. Though. I mean, based upon the one interview, like I mean, Lord, you know, I don't, I can't tell. I don't know the boy, but I'm actually rooting for this dude, man. So salute to him. Um, yeah. keeping keeping it hoops though. Let's let's talk about our man Mute. You know what I'm saying, AKA Kawhi Leonard, right? Because this is such a Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> Shout to death. Shout out to Dev for beating me to it because I had to be Dev because I was on my way. You know what I mean? <laughs> you mean, mean anyway. Be awesome on the post. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying is this is such a quiet thing to do. One man, Quiet Leonard, left Brand George to sign a deal with Mount. And before y'all start that, <laughs> this, I just want to know. So all I, my I, fellows. <laughs> I just, so before, so before y'all start y'all jokes, I gotta let y'all know that to be completely honest, pound for pound, New Balance probably is my favorite sneak. Although Yo, Jimmy, I like the you the only athlete. Jimmy is the only athlete I know signed at New Balance besides Kawhi. No, well, Yo, well, shout, look, shout to James Worthy. 
Y'all know for me at this point, Asics, New Balance, shit, Helene Brooks, those shoes are like the only shoes that I could really wear and be comfortable. I mean, y'all heard all the podiatrists tell me that's what I need to be wearing because of plantar fasciitis. So on the real, I'm laughing because Kawhi, you know, is doing Kawhi things, but Low key, I've been waiting for Asics, New Balance, or, or somebody like that to make basketball shoes for a minute now. I'm like, the only really real way I yo, can get back on the court right. and be comfortable is in a pair of Asics or a pair of New Balance. So I'm going to get yo, me here, some new ones Here's when the they crazy come up. thing, right? Here's the crazy <laughs> thing, over. right? So, first off, shout out shot to, to our brother PJ. Me and PJ used to like get on the bus when we were young boys and take exotic trips. To try to find a color wave and balance that nobody had, and we would end up uh-huh. in Lord where you on on public transportation. But um, I've like I've always been a fan of New Balance. All you had to do was go to DC. That's what I was about to say, Jim. Yo, like when I first came no, to that's DC, the, that's the, and saw what they wore. Came. No, but when I when I first came to DC and saw how they, you know, the city must have stock in New Balance. You and PJ was the first people I thought about. Well, PJ was there with me when I first got there, but yeah, like. I thought about how y'all used to have the exotic New Balance, even though here, when you first, it wasn't really exotic. Like DC dudes wore gray New Balance. Like everybody wore the same color. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they wore the. Gray but I was thinking the like, yo, blue ones. They nobody, wore the gray ones. like I didn't know anybody besides y'all that even wore New Balance. Um, yo, we used to go to this, this spot called Dimmers. Dimmers was like out in Dimmers, like Jenkintown in somewhere. The county. Yo, out in like Glenside. Yeah, in the county somewhere. Yeah. The county they had oh. they had these exotic colors and. But anyway, to make a long story short, that was never about the basketball. Have to check New Balance, if right? still so the only back. I wonder if they are open. But the only reason I knew that New Balance made a a, um, a, a basketball sneak is they had one big time player back in the early eighties. They signed James Worthy, and he mm-hmm. had his own New Balance job. But after that, they kind of like fell out of the basketball game. So have they ever? I guess had it's so much money. I don't remember Asics ever being. No, they had Brooks. I mean, not the my Brooks were Brooks for a minute. But I don't know if they Yo, have it's crazy because oops, people oops, think Brooks Bobo. Brooks Brooks be costing like a buck fifty some running shoes. Yo, basketball is so associated with sneaks that when you name a brand, the first thing I think of is who wore them. Like that's kind of right. it's kind of weird, but like hoops is literally part of basketball culture. So Reebok with that being said, I remember the worthy. I actually have a pair of worthy too. I just never wore them much, so they I probably still could wear. But anyway. To make a long story short, they really got out of that game, but I guess there's so much money in like um in that now you everybody trying to get back. Like you see Puma trying to make a move to get back in that game because just a small piece of market share, you can make billions and billions of money, um which is which is crazy. So everybody's trying to get back in a hoops game. Now you got Puma signing athletes, you got New Balance signing athletes. So I think overall it's a good thing because you're gonna have more cats getting money. You see New Balance try to thing with the young boy to skip college and take the internship. Now they got a, uh, you know, they got themselves a full flight star, but now the pressure is on, because when you sign a star and you're not in the game, everybody is going to be looking to either clown or praise whatever the first thing you drop is. Why? I remember him, when Steph dropped. Oh, oh. Social media is clowning the hell out of this. <laughs> like so yeah. Far, so, man. but but it's, but they are because because New Balance outside of the fly track seats they make, they also make like um. What we call like uh, child molester ones, them old, the old Johns with the straps and those shoe strings that look like boys who stand around playground. They look like, <laughs> the yeah, the boys that drive that try to get deadly, they try to get deadly in the bike shop, them type boys. Um, <laughs> so we need to drive vans with velvet. Oh, 
Yeah, they dropped they dropped eighteen vans in twenty eighteen. But yo, um, they make that so, they make that Sandusky. They make that Sandusky too. Yeah. Oh, yo, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of pressure on them because I remember when the Stess first dropped and Under Armour was trying to get in the game. Them first Stess got clowned so bad. Um, yo, they, they worked bad. at it, and you know, sure. But 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 that's pressure on you. So it, it's going to come down to the designer. Because even when we got first time on Reebok, and Reebok was in the game already, but people was, like, putting pressure on them because everybody, everybody wants to go to Nike. And AI, yeah, you know, took yeah. another route. But the AI, AI and then you're like, classic. you're mad when your favorite player goes somewhere that you don't approve of. Then the pressure's really on. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't even wear y'all shoes. Exactly. The hell AI with them for? Like, okay, that's not a cool Reebok. Let's do that. But um, Yeah, Re- Reebok came – but then Reebok so also did. didn't come through with the Shaq. So, I mean, like, you know, like. <laughs> it's hard to make a shoe for a center, man. When you wear a size well, 21, I remember, man, I remember, it's hard to make that look cool. <laughs> I remember when uh, Grandmama, Larry Johnson, the crossdresser, when he uh, first was um, in the league and he was he was fired, um, and he signed Converse. And the first Converse, Converse. Came out, they was fired. Damn, but man, at the time, like, everybody was like, yo, it's, it's, young, it's, so. it's pretty much like if you don't – it's pretty much like either sign with Nike or the pressure's on. Nike's an yeah. easy way out. It, it is. Nah, Adidas, Adidas, Adidas is is okay. Yeah, you can, I don't you know, can, you can make it. Okay, Adidas is on. The, but but not when I'm talking about who's because even Adidas got killed for that first Harden they came out with that looked like uh like socks. Um, that was no, but, but that was because Harden was sitting down with Kanye and Pharrell because you know outside of actually playing basketball. James Harden doesn't really want to be known as a basketball player. He wants to be known as a androgynous, uh, beard having, <laughs> no, nincompoop type genes do. When we t- when we talk about, I think hoops, though, it's like yeah, I've always thought Nike, right? Adidas so, hoop shoes were more comfortable than stylish. It, like, yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah, Kobe shoes, but they felt like you were walking on clouds. And I only know but that. I ain't going to hold it. Try them on. Walk around in them for five minutes and then be like, nah, I'm not buying them because I've never bought a pair. Yo, but they did feel good. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to hold you, though. I know everybody loves Nike, but when I looked at it the other day, Dev has sent out a link about like the top basketball teams of all time. Yo, a lot of cats are Nikes that are in the league, but a lot of them is trash. The one person whose Nikes is absolutely fire, and I didn't recognize how fire each one of his releases was, is Barry. Barry Irvin, yeah. his jaunt is crazy. I was like, yo, yeah, my, my why did I know Barry was putting out fire like that? Every year. Yeah, blood sneaks. Like, why ain't no Barry dropping consistent fire like that? I don't know who designs the Barrys because I know in, in that culture, the designers are probably like celebrities. But whoever designs the Barrys um, is doing the best <laughs> job to me at night. I know, Phil, don't kill me if you're listening. But from me, from my, my perspective, not being a non-sneakerhead looking at it. But um, so sure. So I want to see like how New Balance delivers on this. I know B. Austin um, wanted to get his jokes off because you'd be clowning New Balance, but uh, you know, but you A6 boy, so what you talking about? Yeah, he's a color. He don't wear them for bad feet. He just wear colorful A6s. Look like somebody splashed paint on them, like different colors. Yeah, so I know he can't be. You know what I mean? But you gotta, yeah, you know I mean, but I'm I'm looking forward to it though, dog. I ain't gonna hold you. New Balance is my favorite shoe. Um, outside of the color wave joint, there's nothing comfortable. There's nothing listen, more comfortable. They didn't even they they haven't reported the terms of the deal, but you know originally he was making he was only making like five hundred thousand dollars a year with Jordan Brand because you know nobody knew Kawhi Leonard was going to be what he is, so they were close to yeah. completing a four year deal 
worth more than $20 million. So, I, you know, he's the type of dude where it might not be about the money because I really can't see New Balance paying him more than that, but maybe they did. So I'm real curious to see what New Balance is invested oh, in this New Balance, process. New Balance. New Balance. No, nah, they, they got bread there. No, I'm not saying a bunch of other brands. I'm just saying to Yo, not. And they be got so in, much bread. Yeah, I'm just saying to not be in a certain market. Like, how much are you willing to invest to get that pop? Yo, especially with a dude. Like, New, New Balance, I mean, especially with a non-charismatic dude like him. Like, he's not really brand ambassador type. You know what I mean? But Hopefully yo, New Balance got so much that. bread. New Balance got so much bread. They don't even have to go public. Like New Balance is a yeah, private private. company, and they yeah. they seem being private because they make that much bread, and they got like um, contracts with actually, like certain government agencies. They're actually top. Um, I know Jimmy don't care, so you know this is more for our listeners that are into futbol. But they're like the top five. They're like a top five um, soccer brand. So they sponsor. They're official you know for Liverpool. Uh, they're official for a couple. Yeah, they're 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 official for a couple teams in La Liga and the Bundesliga. So like they have a nice soccer presence, you know that that goes unnoticed in the U.S. because the U.S. MLS teams don't don't bang with New Balance, but the European teams do. All right, let's move on. I didn't know that either. I learned something new. La Liga. But anyway, with, with all that being said, with all that being said, man, the pressure is on for them to deliver something for Kawhi because everybody's gonna be looking for it to clown it. But the good thing about that is if you if you deliver. I've seen cats be like, oh, they all right. Like, you know what I'm saying? When somebody comes through and delivers. Um, but I, that was such a Kawhi thing to do that it was just funny that it was him that was willing to take that chance. Because I'm pretty and Kawhi, sure a bunch of other cats, too. He don't and, – and he don't care, like, if them Jones don't sell because he's still going to get his check. He's going to be laughing all the way to Yo, that's quiet walking in chase. <laughs> yo, um <laughs> – Yo, but, but but what's crazy with that is that like they were they, they it's kind of when I think about it, which is funny to me is they were floating checks in front of people's face. Like they gave the one young boy who wasn't even like the top five recruit. They did chance on him and gave him a nice million dollar beer check. So they was throwing money out there, and I wonder how many. Oh, I mean, my man, like, yo, they gave him an. Be Austin, I know I know you know about that story. But New Balance gave this young boy who was supposed to be like uh he was supposed to. He was supposed to go to Syracuse this year. New Balance gave him a million-dollar internship for one year. So instead of him going to play to Syracuse, he's working as an internship within their sneaker business, and it's going to be in the NBA draft next year. And right? they're going to let him, so you know, they probably got a the gym. They're going to let him work out at lunchtime. Fire! Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm wow. saying is they're throwing money around, but you guys know there had to be, like, a big-name athlete who probably, like, turned it down just because they were New Balance. Um, and probably took less mm-hmm. money to be with Nike. You know there was. They had to find a dude. They had to find a Kawhi. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Kawhi, Kawhi is like a perfect storm because he's a he don't care. Go ahead, give me the check. Anyway, man, salute to Kawhi, man. I, I, I'm looking forward totally, to it. Totally, yo, totally, totally unrelated, like, but while we on, like, while we on the sneaker game, while while we on the sneaker game, and we brought up fashion, I don't know if you guys spend any time, or some of our listeners have spent some time looking at the Rico Hines UCLA runs. Um, and no. it's, it's a, it's a, it's a pro, it's a closed door pro, you know, summer league, not even a summer league. It's just, they started coming in, in teams. 
So the Thunder got together, not not sanctioned by the organization, but they just kind of brought their starting five to run in this thing. And then the Raptors did the same. And then the sick Ben Simmons was out. So when you watch these cats, like their dress code, they look like they are fond of backup dancers, particularly Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Like he wears coochie cutter shorts, the tights, and weird socks and it and their shoe like the shoe game is is different even it's like I, I I can't really explain what they're doing so I guess it's you know me being the old man get off my lawn but I didn't think it was cool to bring like leotards and gymnastics to <laughs> aerobics so, exercise so all I'm saying is, man, New Balance got to come through so me and Dev can um on the court. Not. Um, <laughs> yo, with that being said, man, I got to talk about this last story before we move forward in our show. And I know, like, we way behind, but this story has to be talked about, man. So there was an argument during Thanksgiving. Um, and basically it was about uh, NFL players kneeling and arguing out North of hand in the pop. Yeah, North Carolina, and Pop pulled out the uh, with the stiffy and like actually shot his son with a shotgun. Um, because his Yo! son was about, you know these players kneeling, so they was going back and forth about the uh, NFL players kneeling. So Kaepernick talk made a father actually, uh, you know, put some lead in the son. Put the lead, put the lead to him. I don't, and and I don't know, like they didn't, the story didn't get into who was on what side of the coin. It was the two brothers who were arguing about it, um, which led to a physical confrontation between them. They started rumbling. Um, the pop couldn't control the, the son that he didn't agree with. So he, like Jimmy said, he went and got the shotty. Um, he claims he didn't shoot on purpose. He said after they went out on the porch and the dude threw around some porch furniture, he threw a water bottle that hit the dad. And he claims when the water bottle him, he squeezed the trigger by mistake and shot the boy. That is such a crock of bull. My man hit me with the with the Dasani and it made my hand squeeze the trigger of a shotgun. And I happened to have it pointing in his direction when I did it. Oh, pops, you going to jail? <laughs> but yo, that's how that's how divisive the things in our country are. I mean, he probably. I'm assuming the pop was against it. Even though, you know, he had like a Latino name, but, you know, they got Latino all times too. Um, so he probably was defending the flag and the country and all the nonsense that people try to make Colin Kaepernick's, you know, protesting. A lot of, lot of Latinos, a lot of Latinos trying to walk, rock with the, uh, the, uh, the other folks to uh, distance themselves. Latin coon. <laughs> Yo, yo, not kings, but Emma. Um, listen, man. Treyway. <laughs> yo, and <laughs> but yo, um, with all that being said, man, um, Deb, give some birthday shout-outs so we can move our show. All right, on, uh, quick birthday shout-outs before we get into some hoop talk. Um, shout out to Russell Wilson. Yo, if y'all look in the, the, the War Room Sports uh, game time group, I, just, I posted, I don't know where the dude Future was, but go look and see what he had on. Um, Yo, shout out I to Future when you talk about Russell Wilson. Like one of the Huxtables. 
Yo, they said he looked like Denise Cosby. Yeah, <laughs> he dressed like Denise Cosby from the Um, I said Denise Cosby. Denise from the Cosby Show. Um, Russell Wilson turns thirty. Shout out to him. Shannon Brown turns thirty-three. Shannon Brown got some rings. Uh, Jamal Mashburn used to be one of my favorite college players and in his early NBA career before he like stopped a ball and just started buying pizza shops. Um, he turns 46. <laughs> Mariano Rivera enters the sand. He turns 49. Interesting. I, we've known him before, because I think we've done this birth, this this exact day before in our nine years of doing this. But Mario, Mariano Rivera and Pedro Martinez have the same birthday one year apart. Pedro turns 50. Shout out to him. D. Brown, who we mentioned earlier, Reebok pumps in the house. He turns 50. And Ben Scully is 91 years old. So shout out, War Room Salute to all of these folks on their birthdays. Yo. You know. Remember Pedro was like, dig up Babe Ruth so I could throw the ball at him too? Yo. Pedro was special boy. Yay! Anyway. All right, shout he out said, to them. Dig up the Bambino. I throw it in too. <laughs> Oh, and before we get into who talk, again, y'all can check out our website at worldroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak with us about some hoops topics, dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline, 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted, but if you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. Um, we see you. Uh, we're going to get to your, to your phone call in just a minute. Um, after we start this hoop talk, we get to you, brother. Yo. KT Max said we got it wrong that Pedro Martinez is 47. I don't one way or another. Um, well, how old is Danny Almonte? You know they don't be honest about their ages. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell knows when his real birthday is and how old he is? Yo, no Show comment. me a birth certificate. No comment, yo. No comment. Danny Almonte was striking people out in the Little League World Series when he was like 26 years old. <laughs> yo. <laughs> Oh, I have no clue. He was dominating. I got him at 49. <laughs> Yo, he was throwing heaters. Anyway, listen, um, <laughs> it's time to talk basketball, man. And this is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do your, do you or your business need a custom website? Well, Hell dynamic, yeah. professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. Listen, if you have a business and you don't have a website for your business and you're really not in business, you're ash. So they somebody wants to do business with you, the first thing they'll do is look up your website and if you got a website, I don't care if you're a strumpet. And for those who don't know what strumpet is, look up the word. But if you're a strumpet, you need a website. Um if you don't have a website. If you don't have a website, you just got a hobby. <laughs> Yo, so what you gotta do is visit digitalextremetech.com or call six seven two zero five four two zero three. Remember, even if you're a strumpet, go to digitalextremetech.com or 267-205-4203. Remember, tell them that you heard about it here in the war, and you will get a discount. But it's time to talk about this thing of ours. Oh, yeah. Tell them we sent you get a discount, and then send you to a Korean massage shop. <laughs> Yo, let's start Long with the players of the week, Tobias Harris. The Clippers and uh, Giannis and the a Greek freak. Um, shout out to Harris. The Clippers are like low key having a good season. 
I was looking the other day, like, you know, it's funny how you can watch hoops every day and not realize that some of these teams like Detroit and the Clippers are like under the radar having good seasons. So shout out to both of those squads. Shout out to um Giannis is the best player in basketball. Blake Griffin is back. Let me tell you what they did this week real quick. Uh Giannis uh and the and the Bucks went three and one last week. He averaged thirty two point eight points, fourteen rebounds, six and a half assists, and two steals while shooting sixty three point six percent from the field. Yo. Come on, man. It MVP this How did you that. shoot sixty three point three percent? I mean, it's over four games, but he was on fire on somebody's ass. Um, Tobias, who uh, led the Clippers to a three-in-one week, he had his averages were 24.8 points, 8.8 rebounds, 1.8 assists, while shooting, yo, I mean, Kevin Durant and, like, Steph cats like this dude is for a season. But he, he, he did a 50-40-90 for the week, 56.5% field goal percentages. Uh, field goal percentage, 45.5 from three-point line and 91.7 from the free-throw line for the week. Um, Shout-out to him. Uh, this is the second time in his career that he's won player of the week. Um, for, for, for Giannis, this is the second time this season that he's won it. But, yeah, shout-out to the 50-40-90 over a four-game span. And Cat like Steph and them be doing it for the whole season. <laughs> Yo. Yo, Giannis is the best player in basketball, and I don't care what I say. Fight, but the ball is ridiculous, man. Um, oh, yo, I mean it is what it is, man. Like I'm, I'm ready to say, like um, it. It, listen, man. Brian, Brian, is, is is fighting ghosts right now. So, like, I just put him somewhere else. He, Brian, Brian out here fighting ghosts. He's not even competing against these jokers right now. He's competing against ghosts. But anyway, man, this is a big story. This is a story that um you know, <laughs> this is true, um, <laughs> um, you know, there's different worlds out there, right? So, you got like I go on Twitter for different reasons, right? To hear sports, to see ratchet memes, to get inspired, um, to to, to see my Black Power talk, to to see what uh, the magazine says. So I use Twitter for a lot of reasons. There's one story that's like across all the different um. All the different reasons I'm on Twitter this week. Everybody <laughs> checked all the boxes for you, man. Yo, your man has went across the, every Twitter group, every Twitter, everything. Your man Dwight Howard broke Twitter, um, and not for really much a good reason. So, man, listen, he has been uh, exposed. Some would say, but some was just a rumor. We don't know. But there's a man out there that said Dwight is his ex-boyfriend, and the reason. The reason that he was coming forward, a lot of people said he said that it was a, a, a transgender person, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Just a man who wears long hair. Yeah, and man with a he said that the reason the reason he's coming forward is because Dwight Howard's pastor, he's, he's kind of weird, um, you know, threatened to kill him if he didn't sign an NDA, which he wasn't willing to sign. And the reason he's coming forward is because. Church. The reason he stopped messing with Dwight is because he found out Dwight was cheating on him. And it wasn't just that Dwight was cheating on a woman. Dwight was going to sex parties um, with other, uh, you know, men. Unprotected sex so, at sex parties. And having, 
unprotected, they having unprotected sex. So this man has like you know some receipts as they say on um, me and Dad's favorite reality shows, uh, text messages. Actually has a voice conversation with someone who sounds like Dwight. Yeah, and you know put all that out there. Um, Dwight is yet to say anything, but he's been getting cooked. And the crazy and, part and that's to me the is, thing. listen, brother. The crazy part to me isn't about his sexuality. Listen, like what you want to like, as long as it's legal, like what you want to like. But to me, when you start to threaten somebody's life, like you bugging out, cuz. Just be who you are instead of threatening other people. Yeah, be who you are. You're as far in the closet that you're willing to kill somebody. Not like we didn't know. Yeah, we already suspected anyway, We It's like we've been called you apples and bananas. I mean, come on, man. Um, the thing, <laughs> like, for the people that hilarious. were defending him, like, a lot of people were like, well, this person went on for false allegations. This is a catfish, blah, blah, blah. Because of the, you know, they're saying it didn't even sound like him. It sounded like him to me, but what kind of did it for me was even with the stuff that the dude was saying on the telephone conversation, it wasn't like, Dwight Howard or this person that was alleged to be Dwight Howard just came out and said some blatant things that made you say, oh, snap. It wasn't even like that. It was kind of like he was trying to talk around things because he knew he was on the phone. Yep. Not Probably not yep. believing that it would ever come out, but you, you, know, you just grow up knowing not to say everything you need to say over a telephone conversation. Maybe it's because we watch too many gangster movies, but that's just cold. You know what I'm saying? So it sounded like he yeah. was trying to speak around everything, but it were certain things that he wasn't outright denying. He was just trying to speak around them that made me think like this might be true. Um, dude said he was six ten, but he liked you know he was a bottom dude or something like that. What's ironic about all of this? Oh, this is definitely gonna come off as a joke. But Dwight Howard has been missing games. Since the beginning of this season, because of an ass injury, he's had gluteal soreness or something like that, and he's he's way from the I'm trying to say this in front of B. Austin without laughing, but it's hard. <laughs> y'all know, hear that's why I'm, no, it ain't hard. I'm trying to say it seriously, but yo, he's been out because of his butt hurting, man. And that just I makes was like, all yo, of it I was like, that much worse. Man. I was like, I was like, how are we going to talk about this story with B. Austin not going on? I was like, once he found out, like once B. Austin, once B. Austin finds out that Dwight out here getting his cheeks bust, I know that he's going to like, yeah, yo! yo, my biggest problem with this again, my biggest problem with this again, yo, if you like to get your cheeks bust, that's on you, like. If you like to give up your man, Hyman, that's on you. You are time, gay. Don't threaten nobody. Don't threaten. That, yo, that's not me, by the way. Yo, don't threaten anybody's for life real. because of it. Uh, first of all, I wouldn't want him on my team. And um, second of all, you know, if he was on my team, I, I would, you know, really distance myself from him because um, uh, uh, I don't think that's right. And, you know, I, I, I don't think that, you know, he should be in a locker room. Back at. <laughs> Yo, be Austin, right. be Austin. Whatever deal you just brought to the table this afternoon, we fight just yeah, lost. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. 
threatening somebody's life, you know, so this won't come out. It's like, yo, you're you're really willing to threaten somebody's life rather than live your truth. Like, something's wrong with him. You know what I'm saying? But hey. Don't do it then. If it's that serious for you, then don't do it. But it's too late now. It's already been done. Um let's go to the phone real quick because Let's talk to Rob about this because he posted something on our page earlier this week that said Dwight Howard WTF, and I kind of took, you know, I, I'm not gonna say offense, but I kind of, you know, I was taken aback by that because it's the same dude that every time there's a joke about EJ, he got something to say. So Rob, what's your issue with Dwight Howard? But you defend mm. EJ every time somebody got a joke about him. When they both hold on, hold on, hold on, in hold relationship. On. First of all, first of all, first of all, we got a game against Washington. Yo, play that track, man. Play that track. <laughs> I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play that track. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get that track for you. But uh, yeah. you know, what's, what's up with your Dwight Howard slander? But you know, you, uh, you, you, you cool with the with the ball? <laughs> cool with the ball. Listen, 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 listen. Um, Dwight Howard, the one thing I have to say is, first of all, I was just shocked. I was just like, whoa, like, what is going on? However, I think... Um, I don't understand why shot. I mean, we saw him grab some dude's balls. Yo, you saw bench. him, yo. Like, he sat on the like, bench in Houston and gave his, yeah, and gave his and, teammate and it, a hand job. <laughs> like, we, we on the bench. Yeah, like, who did that Let's show you Washington's professional football team. <laughs> you know? All right, but yeah, like, what were you shocked about? Well, like, I wasn't shocked. Gonna say, I was just like, I'm, damn. I'm gonna say, how he gonna explain this away because it's out there? I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this one quote, and I'm gonna move on. But see, you know, see what bothers me is that trans women want to be considered women until. They have someone to to blast upon the spot. Then you use your sexuality Yo. to embarrass someone and to do them exactly what you don't want done to yourself. If y'all was in a relationship, why are you recording every conversation if you're waiting for something to pop off so you could blast him? And so I, I think this incident is really continually not not taking the transgender community seriously, even though. You know, nobody, nobody, you know, really kind of should take it seriously. Like I know this person's not a transgender, though, right? This is a dude. Transgender, You can't, you can't be sitting here talking about respect for the community if you're just going to dismiss things. He's not a transgender. You got to get that straight. You can calling what, somebody a transgender. Is, yo, he's not a transgender. Not he's a straight man. He's, he's a, a man. dude that wears long sleeves. Right. That, that, that man. wants to be a man. I mean, it's a Camille. It, it's a, you know, some people are respecting transracial. I could probably be a Dominican if I want to. You know, what I'm saying people saying transracial, but the problem. But, no, but you but, keep talking but, about trans. This person isn't a trans. He's a grown ass well, man. Well, 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 he's he's grown. Grown. He's he's grown. Grown. I said the He is a thirty-five bare-chested 
bare chested photos and all. He ain't got no boobs. He, Yo, he trying to this have is boobs. a grown, musty man. Very cage, all I gotta say is whoever goes on their bedroom is their business, you know. I, that's all I gotta say. It's not, 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 I don't care about that. No, you know, I agree whatever. with you on that. But he's trying to murk the boy. <laughs> you're, well, you're killing him. Well, so well, well, he has to learn. I mean, Dwight, how or dudes have to learn? Like in, in the days of this, and <clears throat> in, in, when it comes to internet age and stuff like that. Dudes have to be more responsible of who they go with. You know, on a shady low, I was say, you know, I was, you know, I was a quiet boy. If everybody know, you know, knows me, knows that I was in church and stuff like that. Whatever I had young oh, tenor, you know. they, they, right, I had so young tenor, they, they went, wait, 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 Whenever I had a little tenor, like, Shorty would bring that up, like, oh, you wasn't talking about Jesus right uh, right now, a minute ago, or, you know, stuff like that. I'd be like, yo, like, what the, oh. like, really? Shorty be saying that to you after, you after you beat. Well, after they scream hallelujah, <laughs> but my point is, man, like, you know. Uh, after he screams hallelujah. I said, after after they scream hallelujah. I never said that. After, after they scream hallelujah. I said after they skip Halloween. Choir but... director hit. What choir director? Shout out to Shout out Isaiah Thomas used to endorse ACJ. I gotta go get me some Isaiah Thomases. The real Isaiah. Well, 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 let's talk about sports. Sports. Let's talk about sports. Now Isaiah also can't be quick, man. We only got a minute. We only got a minute. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares about? Man, why don't you talk about Serena Williams? You like Serena Williams, be awesome. Talk about her non-twerking ass. Talk about how she got all that jelly but no toast. Come on, man. Talk about her. You running out of time, dude. Huh? You down to like 30 seconds, man. You talking nonsense. What do you want to talk about? Okay, okay. Yo, yo, all I got to say is, yo, uh, hopefully the Lakers get together. I I don't even want to trade for Bradley Bills. I should just let these people develop just and ride one, out. The one. Eagles, the Eagles, Eli one Manning rabbit. is one of the overrated quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. I don't understand why he didn't put 400, 400 on us. He seems like, you know, he's what? playing with Down syndrome. I really think he's the first handicapped quarterback ever. You know what I'm saying? He gets perfect targets. Yo, 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 yo. Man, you're killing the people with Down who rates Eli high though? You say well, I used to say people are overrated when nobody ever rates Eli as being one of the best. Yeah, I've Eli never heard Eli mention him being one of the best. I'm talking, I'm talking to the like Giants fans. I'm talking to the Giants. I mean, I'm talking Eli, to the Eli got two rings. Once you get two rings, it don't matter what you do at that point. Would you pick? Would you pick? Would you would you pick Peyton Manning over Eli Jimmy? Even though you hate Peyton, would you pick him? Like Yo, boy got two rings, man. It's like it's like when you smash a chick twice. No matter what happens after that, you can always say, "Yo, but I beat twice now." <laughs> That's right, true. A <laughs> <laughs> two and a half. Please. Hey, Rob, man, we holler at you next week, man. Thanks for your call, man. We appreciate it. We gotta go though, cause we we about to be out of here. So salute. Hope your Lakers get it together, right. man. They don't, they don't get Bradley Beal. Whatever you call me. All right. <laughs> you said that. Like it was more than one Bradley. 
Um, what's up, man? What we got, man? Yo, you gotta admit though, twice oh, is, twice makes a difference. Cause the first time, the first time could just be like, I mean, it just happened. But once she lets you go again, then there's nothing you can say at that point. Anyway, um, let's say, before we get out of here, man, we gotta talk about uh, we gotta talk about B. Austin's homie Michael Jeffrey Jordan. My man went out to his hometown and handed out meals to people still suffering from Hurricane Florence. He donated fifty pair of Jordans to the Boys and Girls Club. So I got to represent for Court Bennett right here. Why you only get fifty pairs though, cuz? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Court <laughs> um, Bennett loves Michael Jordan and he loves Kobe Bryant. So shout out to my homie Court. Um, shout out to uh, Young Said because be, be awesome. We all know that Said is the hoop earring dude in Michael Jordan, but we have a uh, King Said, the the newest version of Said, which is Jimmy Butler. Because if you watch him, I'm Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy bringing hoop earrings back. <laughs> so, um, he he has another game winner in the Sixers game. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it was it was the exact same button. shot, man. It was like them videos where yeah, they juxtaposed Michael Jordan his moves, and they have Kobe doing the same move in the same spot. You know, Jimmy Butler yeah. did the same move in the same spot, hit the same damn shot. This this is what the Sixers. Needed, um, I think you know because we're in the era where at the end of these games, you know nobody cares about sex anymore. I mean, we we talked about this for years. It's hero ball time, and the Sixers really never had anybody on the perimeter they could play hero I mean, ball with late in the game because you know that's kind of how they lost ben the Boston last didn't year. Really want to go to the foul series, line. They, they had they nobody. The Sixers had nobody. Yeah, nobody wanted to take their shot, shot versus Boston. Yo, I mean, they had nobody that could create their own shot in, in situation. Um, so well, the dude that could create, Martell was supposed don't to be that go guy. To the, the he's young line. hitch though. Yeah, because he's young yeah. hitch on the foul line, so he's scared to. Young hitch. And ben, Neither ben's one of them to go to the foul line too. So, so salute you know, to him. It was you could go to Joel and be late in the game, and he can get busy. But you know, you you need that. In today's NBA, you need that face-up guy on the perimeter, not just facing up on the block. And, you know, it gets a little shaky when Joel gets the ball too far away from the basket to be a guard. He can do it, but that's not really where I want to, you know, have, have Yo, bread. He can, he can do it death. He can do it early in the game. You don't want him doing that in the fourth quarter or when it's not cutting time. I mean, I don't want him doing yeah, it at all. All I want to say is <laughs> – I want to send a shout-out to uh, to Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bean Bryant revolutionized basketball in the finals against the Celtics when he decided he wasn't going to stick Rondo and just gave Rondo all the space <laughs> in the world to shoot a jump shot. Because when when that happened, I was like, yo, I'll never see this again. But, yo, they're doing Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons might be more egregious than what Kobe did to uh, Rondo. Um, and Ben's not even being aggressive. I mean, it, he goes in spurts. It depends upon what his, how his relationship is. Uh, Playing yeah, out it depends the on what him and Kendall doing, man. Because some nights you be like, "Damn, he attacking!" Like this is the Ben that that, that yeah. I want to see. And then see. some nights, yo, and y'all think that we're joking, but I really think there's something to that. Because when he was like beefing with her, and like um, a, at least according to uh the shade room and TMZ, he was. And yes, I'm chatty patty. I keep up on my gossip for those you know what I mean trying to question me. I do keep up to the gossip. When he was going through his little beef with her, it was definitely showing on the court where he just looked disinterested. Um. Mm-hmm. He was thinking about it. So we need to hurry. to be closer to his boo after the game. So yeah, he's thinking yeah. about them dashing so, hey, I'm telling you, he out after his contract is up. He out. He's going out. 
you, you, you think he's going to the West Coast to be close to them? Yeah, I mean, he like uh, you know, he, he like famous chicks. So yeah. Yo, they must <laughs> got they must magic between they must got magic between their legs because they be having dudes out here that's like completely this befuddled. I know. So the I mean, Sixers, the offense, they they've been pretty good on, since the trade. But I think when they gel, Jimmy, I, I I think you know they can can do some special things in the East because Jimmy before he even came here he was one of the leading lead scorers in the fourth quarter. Before he hit that shot. I mean, well, all together in that fourth quarter, he had 18 points on, like, for six shooting or something like that. So, if you got a guy like that who can finish games since you don't really have anybody but Joel Embiid who's willing to finish one, J.J., he kind of, you know, in those situations, it gets too pressureful for him because he can't put the ball on the floor, and they know that you're trying to get him a shot. Now you have something else that you have to guard, and I, I think it'll be – you know, good for them, especially since they play a lot of close games. Yo, and what's interesting is that, to me, what's most impressive is um, he goes for it on both ends of the floor. Like, I see him dive in defense and make blocks and check people. I'm like, you got to respect that. And I think that his teammates have to see that. Be awesome. Did you notice, Just to give you an example of how – what's up? I was going to no, say, just, just to give you an example of how bad it is with Ben – the other, uh, the other, game, I was playing the other game when Ben was. My fault, my fault, cause but be off. The other game with Ben. Ben was making shots, and his chick was in the side in the arena, sitting courtside. The ball was making plays, turning around and grabbing his heart, and like pointing to her after the plays. Oh, he's like, one of them. He winked at her. She's not even in the chick though. And he was playing against yeah, the dude that also kicked. smashed. Jordan Clarkson was yeah, on the other yeah, team. And he was being yeah, real demonstrative he, uh, after yeah. he cooked us. <laughs> yeah. Too much going on, man. He but out yeah, that's what see what it was. He out. <laughs> yeah, man. So the Sixers, the Sixers need to, to say with everything going on with Markel Fultz, Jimmy Buckman in there, they're like must-watch TV, like on the court and off the court. It's like a soap opera. It's, you know, it's like All-American, Dev. It's like a soap opera with games in between. It is. But because it's like that, first of all, you know, what the Sixers did last year is probably why this whole Markel fault, the pressure is on him the way it is. I'm saying they spread up, they sped up the, the expectations for the whole team. But at the same time, if I, I don't know if I give up on him right now from them. You know, you let him go through his weirdo stuff because – the team is good. You got Jimmy. You don't know if Jimmy's going to re-sign. So, you know what I'm saying? You might not want to give up on dude yet because if he does get right and then Jimmy leaves, then you're, you know, you're kind of going backwards. And, you know, that's not going to be something that – you're not going to be able to keep Ben Simmons for all the stuff that we're saying. And we already think he's going to be out when his contract is out. Like, you're not going to be able to keep him if the team is going in the opposite direction of where they were his rookie year. So I wouldn't give up on the dude, especially since you can win without him right now. Let him go through his crap. I mean, his value <laughs> is absolutely trash right now. So what you going to get for him anyway? Anyway, man, it's time to get Terrible out of here. Terrible team of tickets. Thank you, brothers. For joining us for another in the war. Shout out to everybody in the chat, real Facebook, Twitter, in the group, uh, group me out. Shout out to everybody who called it and got through. Those we couldn't get to, we apologize. Special thanks to Gus Griffin, you know, giving us his picks. Um, to the next, 
Remember here on demand, we're going to recap NFL Week 13 and Week 14. We'll also catch up with everything happening in the NBA and everything else around the world of sports. So until then, enjoy your weekend, man. Listen, catch everything we do at our hub. The hub is warroomsports.com, all social media, all content yeah. is there. And you can also get the book there. You can also get the book at sportsthebook.com. Remember, warroomsports.com is the hub. So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we shall see you chumps on top. <laughs> www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.